Welcome to the Paragold Podcast. This is Jerry Pickney, and I'm joined today by the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, Allison Heston. Allison, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So I asked Josh Ag to tell me a little bit about you, and uh, I didn't ask for his permission to share this text, oh, but goodness. I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> Here is what he said. I could sing Allison's praises all day, exclamation point. She's my right hand. In order for a city to move forward, a great relationship between the chamber and the city hall is vitally important. If I could sum up Allison in one word, which I cannot, it would be professional. She is honest, extremely hard worker, forward-thinking, poised. I could go on and on, double exclamation point. We are lucky to have her fighting for our city. So that's some pretty high praise from the mayor. I think we've only had one day since he took office. We weren't on speaking terms, but (laughs) other than that, yeah, we get along pretty well. (laughs) That's awesome. And y'all, I guess you knew each other before you stepped in this position. Is that right? We did. Kind of funny story. My dad actually worked for his dad one time in the grocery store business. Um, And I think the story kind of goes, there was uh, a job open for the Little Debbie route, and they both showed up not knowing the other one was going (laughs) to maybe apply for the job. So it's kind of funny. We've known each other uh, for a long time, kind of grew up at a grocery store downtown together. Josh was a little bit older than me. I like to kid him about that. But it's kind of weird how the world circles back and you kind of end up being uh, co-workers and and really just with the same mission, trying to make Parable better every day. So it's kind of cool. Man, there's something about the, uh, we were talking about this before we started recording, but See, Mike Gaskell was uh, tied into Hayes, grocery right? Or store. big store, the grocery uh-huh. store world. You were tied in with your dad. I mean, I worked at Josh. the grocery store. Josh worked at the. It's a great start. I loved it. I actually stayed at the grocery store for like ten years, even after I had my first kind of big girl job. I still yeah. loved it. Did you really? Them. I loved at Big it. Star Plaza. Or I was Hayes at or? Uh, the the Hayes across town over the bypass. Okay. I loved it. I what loved did you like about it? The people. Saturday mornings, everybody coming in after the football game or, you know, talking about that, the Paragol Tech game, or just, just talking to the customers, just really the people. I loved a big snow day. I loved being busy. Yeah. Uh, I just liked it. Did you work the uh, cash register? I did it all. Yes. Did you, really? I did. Stock, all that kind of oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. What was your favorite part? Like, working, <laughs> I guess, being able to talk with the people at the cash register, or did you enjoy kind of... I- you know, before I left, I was kind of like front end office manager. So just really like getting a big rush and doing everything you could to oh, yeah. service the customers, but get them out the door and just kind of managing that up front. I just loved it. I don't, it's kind of no. weird, but no, I'd probably not. go back if there were any more time in the day. It's so. not weird at all. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. I don't know, obviously, I know that you worked in the grocery store and you enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I know you're born and raised here, but um, yeah, just tell me a little bit about Allison Heston, kind of where did you go to school when you graduated? What did you do for that? And then how did you kind of end up to where you are today, where you're the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce? So just whatever part of your story that you think we need to hear, I'd love to, to hear it. Okay. Wow. My story. Um, some might think I'm kind of boring. I do sometimes, but I graduated from Paragould High School, um, Paragould born and raised, uh, graduated from the Arkansas State University, uh, go Red Wolves. Yeah. What was I, your degree? Uh, I have a degree in finance with a minor in economics. Okay. Had no clue what I wanted to do with that. Um, like most people, right? So absolutely. I graduated and I was still kind of working at the grocery store and I was like, where am I going to go from here? And I, I took a job as a receptionist at an insurance company in town. And I worked there for, um, gosh, seven or eight years, uh, just kind of working, working my way through that business, doing a couple, you know, different things in the role there. Um, and, you know, when I was in college, I think back to this a lot. I was in a sorority and uh, we had, I don't know if it was a motto or really a saying, um, but we said it 
gosh, probably every Sunday night for three or four years, you know, and it, and it had this line in it that said, um, to contribute to the world's work in the community where I am placed because of the joy of service thereby bestowed and the talent of leadership multiplied. Hmm. And that has always just resonated with me that like, that's what I want my life's work to be about. So, you know, in any job you have, you can give back to the community. I've um, volunteered with Boys Club, and even my parents have just always been really good stewards of their time to help Mm. the community. You know, if you're going to live in it, do everything you can to make it the best. Mm. So kind of when I heard that the chamber job was open, that was a dream job for me. Um, There's kind of another role in the chamber, but also um, for the CEO, they're also the economic development director of the Paragold Economic Development Corporation. And so really just day in and day out, getting to do everything you can to try to make Paragold better, just embodied everything I ever wanted to do. So it was just kind of a cool timing thing. I mean, Sue, uh, whose place I took at the chamber, has been there for 17 years. So that job doesn't come open very often. So uh, I went with it. I didn't know if people would think I was too young or, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of where I was in that. But I knew that if I didn't try for it, I would never forgive myself for that. So I jumped and they took me. So here I am a couple of months later and we're figuring out in the midst of a COVID world. But yeah, uh, that's, like been all in- of us. Yeah, that's been interesting. Um, but I, I just wake up every day and I'm so glad I got the opportunity. So that's fantastic. Yeah. What, where do you think that um, that mentality came from? from your parents you said they were always really engaged in the city or they just wanted to be like make it a better place like they did and I think I really think that you know they they even got that from their parents uh, my grandfather ran a community development program um, my other grandfather ran the benevolence committee at our church hmm. uh, my dad has been involved with Green County Boys and Girls Club since before he had a boy that could play football I remember he was coaching boys and I would go with him after school uh, my mom has been always very involved with the chamber. She still works with the youth leadership program there. And I just kind of grew up thinking, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know not everyone has that opportunity mm-hmm. or that, that leadership in their life. So mm-hmm. um, I just hope I can set the example and show others that if we all work together every day to make Paragold better, it'll be the best the best it can be. Yeah. Well, I, this is my first time I've ever been, I think, in a room with you. And I mean, you seem very confident, passionate, driven, just in a little bit of, you know, time I've been with you. Did you see that in yourself growing up? Like, you know, when you were in school, like, were you kind of considered like someone who's like, oh, I want to be like, you know, on the school, whatever? No, definitely not. I was shy. I was probably like extremely shy. I think I went to like church camp one summer and kind of came back this other person. I don't know if that that happens to anyone else, but I remember my mom saying like, I wish you could go back because you didn't talk near as much. I don't know what <laughs> happened, but I remember that time. But I was still super shy. Um, I think college, I probably became a little bit more actively engaged um, in, in trying to be a leader, wanting to be a leader and, and figuring out what that meant. Yeah. Um, but no, definitely, definitely not something as a younger age that I aspired to be or thought I would ever gain the confidence yeah. that you need. Um, of course, you need more confidence every day. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of something that you, you've have to, you have to learn. But no, I, I would definitely not say that a seventh grade classmate of mine would have ever thought that yeah, I would be in this are. role, but yeah. we're figuring out. Did somebody in college or anybody ever like see that in you or did you just kind of begin to see it in yourself? Like, so I, I'm just curious because even as, you know, as someone who's in a leadership position myself, I, I'm kind of the same story as you, you know, there's parts where I look back and I'm like, okay, like there was evidences of like, 
I had some of that potential then, but didn't really necessarily see myself in this role. So do you think it was, do you think it's just the growing process? Like as you get older, you start growing in self-awareness? I do. And I think every leader finds out what type of leader they're going to be. And I think for me and and the type of leader I want to be is the one that will come up beside you and do whatever. If the trash has to be taken out, that's Mm -hmm. my job too. Mm -hmm. And I think just different leaders in my life, you know, have, have kind of bestowed that upon me and, um, just kind of, you know, in any job I've ever had, I've just really always tried to be the hardest one working in the room. Um, and I, and I don't mean that in any, any way to like tout myself I just that's my goal and so I think kind of leadership just comes with that if, if you're always trying to do what's best for whatever organization if it's a volunteer organization your church or a, a civic club or, you know or whatever else but leaders kind of emerge from that absolutely it's what you're, what you're talking about servant leadership and yeah. you know one of the things we even talk about with our own kids like if you'll work hard like good things are going to happen you know yeah. and I think like it's so easy for people now like when you step into let's say a grocery store and mm-hmm. you're just like, man, like I want to be at the top someday. And therefore, like you just almost can overlook the small mundane task where you are, right. which is the total opposite of what you did. It's like, it seems like whatever you've done, you're like, I'm going to throw myself in. Yeah. And even if it's like a behind the scenes task or whatever else, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And people begin to notice that. And that's how you obviously get to places like where you are right now. And so that's what I hope people I've worked with think about yeah, me yeah. Uh, sometimes. And that's part of being a leader, <laughs> checking with them, you know, and, and, and saying, what can I do better? And I, I try to always keep that, keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, I've known two different people that have, uh, Josh being one, and then one of your other former employees who you worked with and both had great things to say about you. So I think that is well, your reputation. You. Um, so tell me a little bit about the chamber. Um, I'm guessing that people listening to this podcast have at least heard of the chamber of commerce, but maybe not everyone understands the role that it plays and the significance that it has in our community. So can you just speak a, a little bit about that? Sure. I think the best short explanation is that if there was one group that worked 24 hours a day, seven days a week to make Paragold and their businesses and their quality of life better, that's what the chamber does day in and day out. So we're all so busy in our lives and so busy in our own businesses that, you know, we might not always be looking forward to the future. You know, what's Paragold going to look like mm-hmm. in 20 years? What's our workforce going to look like? Um, what is our graduating class? You know, wh- what is their education going to look like? Um, that's something at the chamber and, of course, with the economic development role that, that I get to get to see that we're constantly, constantly looking for. So that's kind of our goal. Um, also, just to kind of be one voice for the for the business community. So uh, you can join the chamber as a business. You know, we have different levels based on your employment. But know that once you become a member of the chamber, you've become this this part of this community that is constantly looking out for the betterment of the business community in Paragold. So uh, we're focused on workforce development. We're focused on education. Uh, we're focused on new business, business retention. Um, we're focused on advertising for your business, you know, all those things to kind of bring this community, this business community together. Um, one of my big initiatives, one of the things that I've really been focused on uh, lately, trying to develop a plan for workforce development in our community. Um, you know, we, we have Black River Technical College, which is a great partner um, in that with their industrial training center that the chamber is uh, a member of. And there's been some great groundwork laid for that. But as far as a state we're failing in that. Um, yeah, what do you, yeah, can you explain that a little bit more yeah. in detail? Uh, you know, right right now, the latest number, I don't think they tested this past year just with everything going on, but um, I looked this morning and the state average for third graders in the state of Arkansas that can read is 38%, which is 
horrible. We're lucky in Paragold that both of our school mm-hmm. districts score above the state average, but there's just a lot of energy that I think that we can put into that in a community to really develop our workforce. Um, I heard someone say it, say it best a couple of months ago, but you can't be what you can't see. So if we're not exposing our elementary or, or middle school kids to aspire to be um, the jobs that we have available in our community, I think we might be failing at that. You know, yeah. kids, kids are molds and they take in everything that we expose them to. And every, every, you know, you go around a room of second graders, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's lawyers or doctors or police officers. And those are all great jobs but not everybody's going to be that. Sure. And so we need to do a job as a community ex- to expose them to the jobs that we have available here. You know, we have great industrial jobs that you can make six figures at, you know, by the time you retire, not, not really need the four-year education that yes. some people aspire to have. So just want to make sure as a chamber and kind of the Economic Development Corporation that we're doing everything we can to connect all those dots for our school-age kids. Um, right now, we do an industrial day in the schools, um, but I, I want to, to work, and we're developing a task force to kind of lower that awareness to a younger age and really make it a multi-year program to cultivate um, kids in our community. You know, as I came in, Sue took me, and we met with nearly every um, every industry and some other small businesses in town, and, you know, kind of my question was, you know, what keeps you up at night or um, you know, what do you perceive, you know, for the future? And, and right now they're, you know, all just about every single one of them workforce, you know, hmm. the jobs trying to hire, hmm. um, you know, we're stealing from each other. We're not bringing anyone new in. Um, and some of that is related to the pandemic. Um, but, you know, in speaking with Sue, that's, that's kind of been something that they've struggled with the past couple of years. Um, so just, I think that's why, that's the why we need to be focused on that is yeah. to, to create that pipeline so that businesses can be successful in our community. You know, if, if every day they're struggling with trying to, to find people to hire and that's a constant, constant struggle, are they investing in those individuals that they have been able to hire and kind of expand upon them or is it just always kind of a revolving door situation? And we don't want to be that type of, you know, community. Yeah. So just really trying to help help them identify a pipeline and help help work um, with with the businesses in town and, and not just industrial service and Main Street and you know there's there's a job for everyone um, in town there are I think I counted the other day 149 jobs available in paragoljobs.com which is a kind of subsite that we run through the chamber and the economic development corporation um, you don't have to be a chamber member but if you have a job available in, in Paragold if you'll send it to us we'll kind of post it on our site and link them back to your site they don't ever yeah. contact us but um, if if you're looking for a job there's definitely one available in Paragold right now um, and Sounds so like just it. really trying to help with that and trying to identify ways. And that was kind of the thought process behind this workforce development task force that we're, um, we're putting together right now. Yeah. And so I know Josh has one of his kind of his, one of his passions is to see people want to move here and work here. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that's where kind of even in his text where he's like, you know, the city hall and the chamber have to work, you know, hand in hand. That's, I guess, part of what he's talking about there, right? There's a part of economic development that encompasses this quality of life aspect. So um, I think maybe 20 years ago, kind of the thought process was, and it was, it was correct at the time, but create the jobs and the people will come. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's, they built the spec buildings and those are both occupied now and they created the jobs and the people came and that was kind of their, what, the, what they did, um, several years ago, but that has really shifted here recently. And I think we might even see that shift more with this whole remote workforce oh, and yeah. just people maybe realizing that this big populous city was maybe not the safest place to be during a pandemic. So Paragould might be looking a lot better to some people that had yep. never considered it. Um, but um, this quality of life and, and kind of this new concept is, you know, bring the people, then the jobs will come. So it's kind of shifted um, in the past couple of years. So and I think that that is a real big initiative that Josh and I really want to work work together on. Um, and quality and life encompasses from the next restaurant coming to town to the Eight Mile Creek Trail that Josh yeah. has been working on. So there's a lot of projects that were already in the works, but we really hope to expand on that and just really do everything we can to continue to improve the quality of life in Paragould. Kind of get behind that new movement of, you know, bring the people and then the jobs will come. Yeah. What would be your sales pitch just based off of what we currently have? If someone's, let's say, listening to this, they're looking to move to Paragould and they're like, oh, there's a podcast with the Chamber of Commerce lady. Sure. Let's see what she has to say. What would you, what would you say currently that we have that is yeah really going for us as a city? Well, I think you hear this from a lot of people, but I would be admiss if I didn't say it, but I definitely think the community of people here is second to none. I was talking with someone just the other day that um, works about a six county um, kind of reporting district. And, you know, she said Green County is by far my favorite. The people here are the friendliest, mm. the most accepting, easiest to talk to. And that really makes you proud when you represent the city. But I had the opportunity, oh, let's see, last year didn't count because it was a pandemic, but the year before that to work with the festival, the Get Downtown Festival, and yeah. just really that really kind of turned me on to, man, if, if there was ever a job in the community where I could day in and day out really try to make it better, just to see this community of people that really want to come together and do whatever they can just to fill this sense of community. And so I think that we're really, really lucky there. Uh, we're lucky when it comes to crime. You know, we have a lower crime rate than a lot of our surrounding areas. We have one of the best fire departments in the state, mm-hmm. I've, I've been told several times. Uh, we have new, young, exciting leadership. That's always exciting. Yeah, yeah. you know in yeah, a town absolutely. to kind of go through changes and you could be a part of that um yep. and, and we have a lot of opportunity we just had the 412 bypass open which has really turned on a lot of economic development whispers uh, so my office has kind of yeah. been busy just with that and kind of the reassurance of the vaccination coming coming down when it's available for you has really made that sector busy so i think you're going to see a lot of growth there's been a lot of activity on main street recently and a lot of a lot of projects uh, come in there so i really think it is one of the best times to move to Paragould, to be part of this transition into the next 50 years of the community and, and the growth that we're about to see. Yeah, that's excellent. I'm sold. <laughs> you know, look at my mug. You were talking You were talking about the people, and looky here. Uh, welcome, you'll like Paragould, the friendly city. Absolutely. So see, it's, it's true. It's a true Everything statement. you're saying is <laughs> totally true. Um, is that a mug for sale, It's actually not anymore. They've sold out. And so, true story. So, uh, Allison, what are some of the? Oh, let me let me ask you this first off. What is just a typical work week for you? Um, I'm just curious before we move on to um, kind of the next series of questions. So, yeah, I, I'm just interested. What is your role exactly? I know the, the title, but sure. what the day to day? I I feel like Monday through Friday, eight to five, whatever your work hours are, which are never limited to that. But during business hours, I feel like I'm a facilitator. 
um, and I love being that. But uh, the chamber on a normal day, you know, every day at lunch, we bring this different set of people in. So we have nonprofit meetings, we have plant manager meetings, HR manager meetings, safety director meetings. So we'll we'll bring this group together that they kind of come together, they get lunch as part of their chamber membership, and uh, really let them exchange ideas or struggles that they're having, you know, in their workplace. And it's kind of they're among their peers, and they can kind of talk and just really um, let them know, kind of, well, I'm not the only one struggling. I can go back mm-hmm. and tell my boss it's not just me. It's the next, you know, it's the next yeah, business yeah. over too, but it kind of yeah. just breaks down that communication barrier and gets people um, really talking about, you know, as a community, this is a problem we're facing. And so it's great as the chamber director to get to hear those problems kind of on that level, but um, also just constantly um, advertising the, the city of Parable. So we have Nathan Knott uh, is, mm-hmm. is new um, at the chamber. And so really been focusing with him on different ways to kind of get that story out there that we like to tell. So mm-hmm. we've been spending a lot of time on that lately. Um, but also just uh, requests and, and meetings and requests for information as far as sites that are available um, and, and stuff like that is what yeah. is a typical day. Yeah. So you stay busy. Yeah. Like Which is it. what you like. I do. So we, you talked about some of the things that you love about our city. Um, what are some of the biggest needs and challenges that you see from where you sit? I think needs are a good thing. A uh, couple of months ago, I was sitting with a, a group of friends from, from all over the state. There was one from El Dorado, um, and then there was a guy from Northwest Arkansas. And we were we had just listened to a session about education and workforce development, and we're, we're talking about those things. And uh, me and this, this friend from El Dorado, we were talking about all the things that we could change or really wanted to be involved in and really wanted to need. And this guy from Northwest Arkansas, he was like, man, I'm so jealous. And we were like, what? He was like, I mean, I, there's so much already going on in Northwest Arkansas. I don't even know where to get involved. Mm-hmm. He's like, I would love to live in one of your communities where I feel like there's a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I, I really see it as a good thing to get to be a part of that. And, and Paragold is outstanding. And the people that have come before us and thought so advanced, um, you know, as far as the things we've already done for our size town is really second to none. So yeah. not not that we have a lot of need for change. I just think continue on the right path, you know, continue yeah. the, the kind of the, the um, motto at the chamber is moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of always been that, always been moving in the right direction, but what can we do to continue that? And I think workforce development, like we talked about, quality of life, that's kind of become a new part yep. of economic development, yep. um, just as far as outdoor recreation, the new dog park, you know, that's great for the city. And just really trying to, to help gather that information of what these cities that are really checking all those boxes are doing and how can we how can we interpret that into what our community needs um, and just trying to be a part of that every day to move the needle forward. Sure. Excellent. Well, what would you say, and you've already uh, spoken to this a little bit, that you're most excited about when you think about, yeah, Paragould and just the future of our city? I'm excited about the change, and I, I'm guilty. I'm like that person that rearranges their living room every couple of months because mm-hmm. you just like change. Yeah, yeah. So I love change. So I hope that that becomes a, a good a good role in, in my job. But I'm just excited about the opportunity that we have um, there's been a lot of movement as far as different sites available, and I think we're just setting right there, just ready to take advantage of that. And with the bypass opening, um, that's a really big deal for our industries. And Can you op- speak about that? Like, what is uh, you, you mentioned that earlier, too. Yeah, so the bypass kind of just opens up this other side of town that's kind of, you know, we've, we've all been feeling the growth going out there, but it really allows our community to have better access to, to highways quicker and just a safer route for our industries. And then, of course, 
Um, they're, they're in the process of widening the road all the way to Marmaduke so it connects us to our industries better. It just betters the transportation within our community and then also um, exposes that whole south side of town better. And there's a lot of projects going on out there that I just think will continue to see uh, growth out in that side of town, which is great for the city. Excellent. Well, Bill, I know that you um, look like you have a question on your mind. and so What makes or breaks a business in Paragould? I think always being able to reinvent yourself. And I think that's been ever so more important in the, the challenges that they faced the last year um, with COVID. But, you know, no, not always sticking to the same rules or the same, the same thought processes, but always being able to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, that's working, but could it work better? So constantly having that conversation going in your head to say, oh, or maybe that's not working. What can we do to make it better? So just always being able to reinvent yourself and thinking thinking of ways to expand your business or maybe remarket it. You know, we're talking about marketing. So, um, you know, I've been I've been targeting this audience or I've really thought this has been my my customer that I really wanted. But I need to go back to the drawing board and determine if there's a customer I haven't even identified. Mm-hmm. So just really always being able to reinvent yourself. And I think. Uh, when faced with the challenges that businesses have been faced with in the past year, those are the businesses that have really been able to to stand out and, yeah. and been able to weather the storm of the ones that were like, okay, so I used to have people come into my restaurant and go through, uh, you know, go through, I used to have people come into my restaurant, but what ways can I advertise to them when mm-hmm. they're sitting at home on their couch and, and have them curbside pick it up? You know, those are just different ways we've been um, seeing people reinvent themselves, and those are the ones that really were able to succeed. So I hope that sticks around. I hope yeah. that challenged businesses to, to always think of every day, like, how can I reinvent myself? How can I reinvent myself? hope that stays after yeah. the pandemic, I think we'll see them succeed. Totally. And that's such a great lesson for us to take away, I think, and apply to all areas of life. And you know, we talk a lot, a lot about it here, um, but it's adaptable leadership. It's the ability to say, okay, the mission's still the same, you know, like we're still trying to head towards this goal, but how we get there is going to look a little bit different. And I think the people that succeed in any area of life are those who are able to adapt. And change is scary, right? Change involves a loss in some ways, right? But it's absolutely necessary. And you know, one of the things, just as I've heard you talk in the short time we've been together, is is you're hardworking and um, you are obviously passionate about our city, but you're not afraid to, to change. And I think um, that's very necessary in all aspects of life. So um, I'm really thankful for the time that you, you took to come on here, answer a lot of our questions. Would love to have you back on sure, soon. Anytime. And so you're doing such a great job. I don't just hear that from Josh. I hear it from others as well. So thank you. Thank you for stepping in. Thank you for serving. And thanks for Absolutely. making the time to be with us today. All right. So that was Allison Heston. Allison, uh, man, I love her heart, love her passion to invest in our city and even the younger generation. Um, just yeah, giving herself to making Paragould a better place. Hey, if you are uh, still listening, just want to say thanks so much uh, for tuning in. You can find us on ParagouldPodcast.com on all the social media platforms. If you're not already subscribing to our email list, you can also do that. Until next time.